Okay, hello everyone. Uh, so what are we doing today, Sam? Uh, we've looked at all the systems of the body very briefly. So before we dive into more detail, we're going to talk about some of our and other local anatomists' favourite anatomical words. Because words are good. So we spent the, the last couple of days marking exams, something a bit fun, a bit of uh, exposure to various different terms. And as you say, we recruited other people's terms in there that they enjoy as well. So let me press the timer. Let's add five minutes so we don't go over. And let's start with what's your favourite or one of your favourite terms? And I know what this is going to be. Mine? Oh, well, there's, there, are, there are many, so we need to restrict ourselves. I'm going to say gubernaculum. It's a lovely sounding word, isn't it? Gubernaculum, yeah. yeah. It feels like, yeah. Goober. <laughs> it's just it's just that lyrical element to it, hasn't it? It's an embryological term. Yeah. And the testes, well, the gonads, the male and female gonads, they start to form on the posterior abdominal wall. So quite high up, and they descend to their final position in the pelvis in the female and in the scrotum in the male. And the gubernaculum is an embryological structure that essentially guides them. So did I say that it means rudder? Yeah, rudder. That's interesting, isn't it? So there's a clinical element to this as well, isn't it? So I, my understanding of the bell clapper deformity, which again in itself sounds a fantastic term, bell clapper deformity is the lack of that anchoring of the testicle into the scrotum, which can make torsion of testes more common. So lacking a gubernaculum means that you can get more likely to have a torsion. Yep. Okay, so um, I'm going to give you one of my favourite terms, splenunculus. Fantastic, uh, yeah. isn't it? So any unculus in general, there's a couple of them, homunculus, and unculus in general is the diminutive term, so meaning small version of, so spleen, unculus, splenunculus, so small spleen. Uh, and I came across this first of all as a term, these accessory spleens, uh, when I'm doing trauma, because splenosis can also happen. So splenosis is this ectopic spleen that if you're involved in trauma, you smash up your spleen, you can end up with little bits of ectopic spleen, which oh. is pretty cool, isn't it? So that's mine, splenunculus. What well, else did we get from others? So we had a list of other things that came in. Uh, one of the popular ones is islets of Langerhans. Yeah. Just, it's it's a holiday destination, isn't it? It's not an anatomical too. The endocrine cells in the pancreas. Yeah, yeah. So Or an island off the west coast of Scotland. Yeah, it could easily be something in some sort of fantasy novel as well, something from The Witcher next to the Ards yeah. of Skelliger. <laughs> There's the islets of Langerhans, this archipelago. We'll see it one day, it'll pop up. Yeah, no doubt. So that's another good one. Uh, eponymous name, of course, from Paul Langerhans. Uh, and eponymous names give you some really good ones. So some other really interesting uh, eponyms came up. So Ampullet of Vata and Sphincter of Oddi. I always think that sounds like the first two books in a trilogy. It does, doesn't the it? The Ampullet really of Vata followed by <laughs> the Sphincter of yeah, Oddi. It's got like a Star Wars feel to it yeah. almost, doesn't it? And speaking of Star Wars, here's another one for you. The Amagadala. I've heard a couple of people saying of Padme Amidala. So oh, Amagadala yeah. sounds another good one, doesn't it? So the Ampulla of Vata is where the pancreatic duct and the bile duct enter the duodenum. And the sphincter of Odi is the sphincter that helps control this. They do have modern terms. Hepatopancreatic yeah. sphincter is a much more sensible name, but less fun. Yeah. I, I've spoken to patients who love the word sphincter of Odi as well, and it just sticks in their minds. It does. And, you, of course, when you're studying anatomy, you need to learn both because more surgeons will refer to the eponyms and then the contemporary terms are the more sensible ones, of course. And we'll use both in the future. Yeah, yeah. We'll try and give you a bit of an exposure to both of them. And then the last sort of really good one that we had was Canal of Schlem, uh, which is, again, another eponymous, eponymous tomb, uh, which apparently is a lymphatic-like vessel in the eye, right? 
sort yeah. of drains that aqueous humour um, back into the blood supply um, and named after Friedrich Schlem. And of course, all of these have really interesting um, histories behind each of these eponyms. You can go into it. Um, into a, a rabbit hole in that guard, regard. Yeah, the eye is great. You've got Schlem, you've got Zin. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Some great names. It's, it's just some fantastic names. How are we doing for time? Yeah, we've got a minute left. Oh. Um, so going through a couple of others that we had in, um, not really anatomical, but um, John Knight wanted us to mention Grelin, especially with a broad Welsh accent. Grelin. Grelin. <laughs> Grelin. It's a good term, isn't it? The hunger it? hormone. Yeah, again, linked back to the islets of Langerhans. Yeah. There's a creature called Grelin that lives there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so That sounds like, um, yeah, some Norse mythology. It really does, doesn't it? There's also, like, the foramen of uh, Magendi. Yeah. Now, that sounds like um, a route that an explorer has found around, like, the cape of something or other. It really does, That's doesn't how it? you get from, a, you know, a secret way to get from A to B to speed up travel. Yeah, it's they're it, just absolute world of different names that you get exposed to with this, and you're either talking about anatomy or writing your own novel. It is kind of like a, it's a, it's a, it's a space that cerebrospinal fluid flows through to get out and around the brain. So you could literally inspire a novel with these by looking at what the anatomical terms do as yeah. well. Yeah, it's like Foramen of Lushka as well. That sounds like a similar sort of straight up, you know, a Baltic straight somewhere. It oh. really does. There we go. There's our timer then. So hopefully we've exposed uh, a number of people to some new terms, some interesting terms, and some of our favourite ones as well. And this is stuff we'll be covering in the future when we start to cover random topics in a little bit more depth. Okay, thanks a lot for listening, everyone. We will speak to you next week. All right.